This is an Ask Brothers production. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ask Brothers Rant. Download all our content on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Enjoy. All right, what's going on, everybody? Ars Bros Production, my own fucking show. Max decided to give me the keys to the, I want to say Ferrari, but more like a fucking Chevy Equinox. But, uh, more like a more like, more like, more like Volkswagen <laughs> Beetle. <laughs> yes, or, 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 or a ratty ass Prius. Hey, Prius. No, the Ars Bros, Bros could never be a Prius. We're running on like full. Like oil. No, we're on full. We're on full octane here. (laughs) We're just, we're just, we're just burning holes in the fucking ozone, man. I'd, I'd tell you both to break me in gently, since this is my first (laughs) Ars Bros show. But uh, fuck it, no lube. Let's go. Let's go. Raw dog, baby. I I did poke holes in the condom, but anyways, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) Ryan and friends, uh, I'm gonna be. Why why are you wearing a condom? Yeah, that's true. But uh, anyways, I'm gonna be having friends. Hanging out, drinking, doing what we want to do. Maybe the same people, maybe different people. I don't really know. Nor do I really care. Uh, we're mainly going to be talking about cups. A cups, B cups, C cups, Carabao, FA cup, Europa cup. Yeah, all cups. And uh, with me today, my buddy Tanner. Tanner, say hi to the lovely people out there. Hi to the lovely people out there. And I have a special treat. I did some things. I did some sexual favors. I broke him out of Twitter jail. Max, let everybody know. Fucking Twitter jail again. Whole new, whole new. So uh, get me now at the Ass Brothers. The Ass Bros rant is dead. I got banned off Twitter for calling Tim Sherwood a cunt with a cunt face. And may I say, again, again. (laughs) So this is my third, this is my third Tim Sherwood based Twitter suspension. And this time they have permanently but I wrote them a letter saying that I had a mental condition and I laughed about it. And then my brother was like, but you do have a mental condition. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta sail close to the fucking truth. Hmm. Well, he's here, he's back. He's got a Twitter and uh, you guys could reach out to him anyways. So yeah. So first order of business I thought was very interesting. Normally I'm not a lineup guy, nor do I really care, but I do want your opinions on the lineups because I thought it was very strong. I was very, I don't want to say I was worried, but I just didn't understand the need to go such strength in probably, probably the, the, the cup we care about the least. Uh, what, what do you think, Tanner? Yeah, strong lineup for sure. Um, yeah, it's the, it's, I, I mean, Arteta's going to give a shit about it. I don't think he's going to give an overwhelming shit about it um, when push comes to shove. You know, the, the, the goals are much bigger this year, but uh, I'm sure I've said this somewhere along the way, you know, I think he wants, I think he is, is using this year as a, as a springboard to champions league next year. So I think he wants to bed these guys in. And when you look back on his city years under pep, I mean, their B team could have qualified for the Champions League, and I think that's where Arteta's at right now. So I think you're going to see strong lineups put out pretty much the entire season. That in, that includes, you know, Carabao Cup matches, 
<laughs> FA Cup matches if we come up against uh, you know some shit team from the outer reaches of of you but know fuck no way but I was gonna I was gonna say your butt Max but yep. uh, close enough <laughs> um, someone's butt but uh, yeah I, I strong lineup I'm I'm happy to see it and uh, that's pretty much my that's my ten cents my two cents are free yeah I thought it was a I thought it was an indication of two things. Number one, I thought it was an indication of what momentum and winning means to Arteta. So I don't see why you would, you know, coming off the back of last season when we finished eighth and being this early in the season and it being up against opposition that finished above us last year as well. You know, it wasn't like we put out this this team against, you know, fucking nobodies from, you know, the bottom of the table or against a Fulham. Um, it, it definitely showed to me that there is a a or that there has been a lack of winning mentality at Arsenal and that what Mikel Arteta wants to do, what he wants to put in them from a psychological perspective is to say, go out and we will win every game and the intention is to win the next game that's in front of us regardless of competition. And I'll have a League Cup. I'll fucking have an FA Cup. You know, I'll have some some Europa League cup. I never understand when people seem to say, like, oh, I don't really give a, a fuck about these cups. And we, we still got to see Joe Willock. We still got to see Reese Nelson. We still got to see Bukayo Saka. We still got to see Ainsley Maitland-Niles. A lot of people think these guys are just inherently first-team players now. They're still kids. I mean, granted, you know, Saka had a fantastic season last year, but he's still a kid. And we still have to make sure that we get him into a position where he is confident this season, where he doesn't have a second season syndrome. I think there's a fallacy with Arsenal fans. They think just because someone has a good year, they're going to have a good year the next year and the next year. I remember fucking Roque Santa Cruz looking like the best striker in the world for a year. I remember that fucking, what was that cunt's name? The the fucking Spanish cunt with the Japanese name. With the- Misu, Mishu, Mi- fucking what was his name? <laughs> I don't know. You knew it. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Do you remember that fucker? He came in the yeah. Swansea, fucking scored a million goals. Oh, the cunt's going to be the best player in the world. Next year went off fucking ledge. I've had a couple of beers today. I might be a bit sweary. Um, <laughs> but that was, that, was what, that was what I thought, Ryan. I thought it was about momentum. I thought it was about winning. I thought it was about opposition. I thought it was about not letting this team go out and lose this early in the season by playing a really weakened team and then losing confidence and losing momentum in the other areas. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I agree with both of you, but then I also, too, I added kind of another layer on top, and I thought, you know, maybe he's trying to shop some of these players, you know. There's a lot of players, and even young guys, even like the Willicks, the Reese Nelsons of the world, they could go out on loan, we could sell them. you got to shop them. you got to shop them for loan. Someone's got to want to loan them. We need, and yeah. If we, and we if they're going to get loaned, they've got to get loaned into teams where they're going to start which means people have to be wanting to loan them to start them, not loan them to, to backfill their benches and do the same thing that we do. So it, I mean, it's a, it's a good can't strategy. have another replay of Eddie at Leeds last year. Except no. for Kolasinac. He could just leave. I don't care who <laughs> takes him. He could sit on the bench. He could play for the reserves. I don't give a fuck where he goes. Just get him out of ours. Get yeah, him out of really. But, yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't really want to talk too much about the game because it's boring. I, think, I think you guys both saw it. I think I actually watched it with you a little bit, Tanner, and I'm – Sure, everyone listening, whether it's live or on the replay, I'm sure you guys all at Luchador. Yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who this Arsenal Luchador oh. is. I mean, yeah. we've got a, there needs to be an inquiry into who this man is. He came to my house last week. 
He banged on my door. I didn't even know he was in Australia. He attempted to take my wife from me. You know, I just he just keeps threatening me and telling me if I don't watch the same old Arsenal USA show that he's going to come for me. And it's when you when you said that he banged on your door. I mean, do you mean your back door or no? Mate, just just pulled out his his luchador cock and just started whipping it, just <laughs> just fucking whipping it around. Oh god. Okay. Well, with that being said, <laughs> does everybody? Okay. Since we all big watched, dick swinging, baby. Big dick yeah, swing. I mean, that's that's what we're doing here, right? That's what the show's all about. Big Two dick impressive swinging. dick. Helicopter dick. Go. Helicopter dick. Go. Helicopter dick. <laughs> Anyways, so I just briefly want you guys to summarize your thoughts on the game because I don't want to fucking break it down like a like an invalid. So quick thoughts, Max, on the game. Um, I fell asleep twice, once watching it live and then once at midday the next day. It wasn't it wasn't a particularly entertaining game. It 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 was a lot of players who are either, like you said, shop window players or looking to get into the team or who aren't up to the speed of the game yet. Saka was good. I thought Reese Nelson was quite good. I actually, I thought Reese Nelson played that role the way Willian plays the role on the other side. And it, it really got me thinking about, you know, when Willian comes off now and Pepe comes on, because Pepe doesn't backfill the midfield the way that Willian does. Both times Willian's come off, we've lost control of the midfield. And it made me think, well, if you're in a game and you're actually controlling the game, the the smart substitution now is to bring Nelson on if you need to pull Willian off, not to bring Pepe on. And I thought that was good for Nelson because it shows some value for him that we maybe didn't otherwise see. Um, I thought Saka was quite good. Uh Best part of the game was Eddie Nketiah blowing up when we scored a goal and him blowing up about not receiving the ball. That, for me, is the most I have ever liked Eddie Nketiah. I've never liked him more for just cracking it because he didn't score a goal even though the ball went in. That that reeks to me of, like, Ian Wright, ice in the veins, the only thing that matters is goal-scoring mentality. And he's that, done it before. It's, this isn't the first yeah. time he's done this. He's done it before. Yeah. I like that. I like that about him. Makes me makes me think that he ha- that he is a you know, something more for the future than what I thought it was. Shows off our squad a bit. Kalasanak is crap. <laughs> uh, by the way, I, oh, I'm really mad. I don't remember what, where I saw it. Someone, I don't want to name the social media I saw it on or the article I read, but somebody gave Kalasanak a 9 out of 10 for that game. I didn't think he was crap, normal crap, but he, someone needs to get their head checked. He had a, he had a 6. He's an, he's yeah. an average. Is an average I, I, I probably wouldn't even go that high. I'd, I'd probably say five. So it's funny, Max. You did not mention a player that has been under a lot of scrutiny, a lot of pressure uh, with the $72 million price tag, Pepe. Tanner, were you a little worried that it took so long for him to get into the game? Because he did get into the game. He did, he did technically um, lead to the own goal. Pepe is not a player that is going to put himself into the game if that makes sense. Pepe probably needs to be played into the game, and that's going to come from the midfield. Um, And we we all know how shit in terms of creativity the midfield is right now. So that is – I think that's probably – I'd I'd say that's that's the reason that that it kind of took him – as long to, as it did to get into the game. Um, he eventually warmed up to it. 
but I, I, I don't think he was breathtaking once he got into the game. I thought he, I think he worked hard, you know, um, obviously he set up the goal with, with his, you know, cutting in along the goal line, um, which, which was great. I, I'm not disappointed, not disappointed in his, in his effort. I'm, I'm more disappointed in the, in the overall product. Like I said, with, with the midfield, not being able to really create more for him to get him into the game. He's, he's not a Willian. Willian has that, that ability, like Max was saying, to do things on his own and, and to really create for himself where, whereas Pepe needs, I think needs to be played more into the game. And, and I still don't think he's a hundred percent settled yet in this league. No, no. So no. I think there's an element that he's, he's so far looks to be a little bit unsuited to the premiership, which is, is yeah. worrying. Yeah. Um, and whether that will change when we go to a three man midfield. And if you bring in, how the fuck do I say this cunt's name? Is it our, Awa? Who, who, who's Sam Awa? Like like Jaguar, but you're saying like not the J. Awa? Yeah. Awa. So no, Awa. Awa. Jaguar without the J. Yeah. Do you remember Awa last season when I was trying to learn how to fucking say Sabios? That oh took weeks. God. Weeks of me like Chabelos, Chabios. And like 20 yeah. minutes of a podcast too. Chabata? Chabata? I think that there is some. I, I think that there is some fears with Pepe around his suitability. I, funnily enough, I think technically what he requires, he requires two or three players closer to him, for him to kind of give and go and interchange with. He reminds me a little bit of Theo Walcott in a sense, where it seems that the more time he has to think about things, the less effective he is, and if he just does, like when he's running onto a ball and he's smashing it first time, his technique comes to the fore and it's like, oh, there's a very good player there. But when he gets this time and this space and there's no one near him, there's no one to riff off, I don't know that he's a an intelligent enough footballer. Like if you look at the football IQ of Willian when he plays, that's the thing I've been so impressed with, with Willian. It's like he gets into a situation, I'm like, you regularly make the right decision at the right time. You recycle when you have to recycle. You take on when you should take on and you cross when you should cross. Sometimes I find with Pepe, I'm like, well, you didn't cross before, but you did cross then. But previously, you probably should have crossed. There seems to be no rhyme or reason when you come in and chime in in the middle. So there's a, a, a either a football IQ or a suitability or a, a premiership-based thing. I wouldn't be massively surprised if he doesn't end up making it at Arsenal, like making it big, if he ends up being one of those players who we buy for $80 million we sell for 53 years later, you know, best case scenario. Um, that doesn't mean I don't like him. It doesn't mean I don't think he adds value. It's just on the basis of what I've seen, other than the glimpses of an incredible technique. I, I don't know. Are, are you guys on the same level? You don't need to, Arsenal fans don't need to be for or against someone. You're allowed to provide arguments in between. Right. I mean, yeah, I've, if, I've, if you I've, have a brain, you can figure that out. Yeah. I've been saying this for a while. I, d- I just don't think Bellerin suits him. I think Bellerin's not uh, the player you that – You have Maitland-Niles behind him. No, I know, but that, that was what I was getting at. As mm-hmm. I, I don't think Bellerin's the kind of guy that suits him because Bellerin likes to cut in the middle. Pepe needs to cut in the middle. They just kind of overlap each other. They, they kind of clash. Uh, I think – and to Max's point, I think that's how Pepe got in the game. I think AMN kind of saw him kind of drifting off on his little lonely island because the first half it was the Halen boys all day long. You had your Saka, William, uh, William, Saka, Willick, 
AMN, Reese Nelson. They were they to me that was yeah, Pepe not playing so well was was kind of was kind of fucking pissing me off. But uh to me, I really loved the way the game flowed with the Hailing boys because they used to all play together in the U23s and they were just linking play up, passing, knowing where each other were. I just I loved it. It was it was I liked watching them play. But then in the second half, I think AMN kind of saw Pepe, you know, struggling a little bit, not getting into the game. And I think AMN and I think AMN best suits Pepe just because AMN will stand that line. Maybe he'll take a guy out, he'll dribble through a guy, but he'll pass you know. I, I I just see AMN as a as a nice Swiss a uh, Swiss Army knife. I don't know. I would like to I would like to see him used less of a Swiss Army knife this year and played in a position oh, yeah. as the first choice, so that we can see by the end of the season what if we have is, with him. If he is undiscovered talent, or if he is overrated ability. I think him and and I Willick I think are two guys that I think we really need to nail positions down I think for. Willick, I think Willick needs a loan. Like, yep. Oh yeah. Like I need a fucking hand job every day. Not even a hand job. I don't even like hand jobs. Yeah. Why do you, why you like Does hand anybody hand? really like hand jobs? I don't know. I like my own. Like I, I like to. Well, yeah. Too. I mean, I mean. Well, yeah. the, what you do is just what you sit on your hand for like five minutes. You like drink drink coffee. It has to be. It has to be your off hand. It has to be your off hand. Well, see, I'm a switch hitter, so it doesn't. I, that doesn't really work. I mean, I mean really? we knew You're we not, knew you that. can't jerk off with both hands. Yeah, you yeah, jerk I off can. With both hands. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. It's a little fun fact for all. Oh the, wait, that's what you meant by switch hitter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck oh, you. I... Fuck you. Yeah. What are you? What are, what are you talking to Manny? Manny's like convinced I like the dick, but we won't get into too much of that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I hope my fiance didn't hear me in the back. And yes, it's a woman. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back on the back on the AMN. Back on the AMN. His name is Steve, by the way. Speaking of Big Steve, shout out to Big Steve because oh, going, I, yeah, going going into this guy. This is like I'm going all over the place, but going this game. Well, I shouldn't say that. I subscribe. Maybe not subscribe. I like the Church of Steve in that. I'm all for playing the kids. I love playing the kids. Love the kids. Um, we saw a few of them. I, I wanted to see more, but um, yeah, actually, I just wanted to shout out to Big Steve because I just he gets uh, he gets a lot of shit for liking you know liking the kids. No, that's not right. Liking to Whoa. play, liking to yeah, play, word. <laughs> liking to play the kids. Uh, there you go. And I just and then, you know I think best best example I got that you know I a lot of, like you know your Sokka's. You know, he he's like a first teamer now, but like you have like the Helen. I keep saying because that's what they're called. They're called the Helen boys in Saka, Willick, Nelson, Amen. Um, but yeah, do you guys have any other things you want to say about Amen or anything else about the Helen boys? No, I actually I like the way Max put it though the the undiscovered talent or the over overrated uh, overrated ability. Um, and with with Amen, I. Yeah, I, I think we need to nail down a position for him this year and say, okay, this is what you're going to be this year. Now go do it. You know, obviously barring injury somewhere else where he can play. Um, and I couldn't agree more with Joe Willick. Joe Willick needs to go out on loan if it's to, you know, a, a high-end championship side that's going to compete for promotion, uh, a lower-tier, you know, Premier League club that, that uh, you know, where he'll, where he'll be, a, a, you know, first name on the team sheet. Week in and week out, he needs to go even, out. And, even a move to even a move to Germany for Joe Willock. Like I see that yeah, as yeah. 
I, I see those steps, those loan moves to be loan moves for different things for different people. Like a loan move down to the championship for me is about making a man of a boy because you're going to go down there, you're going to have the shit kicked out of you oh, in a really you are, physical yeah. league where you play every three days regardless, mm. you know, rain, hail and shine on sometimes average pitches. Um, that's why I think ESR going down there was so important because he's gone down. He already had lots of technique and he's gone down there. And from what we saw, he he really rose to the the physical occasion of the championship. I think with Reese Nelson, he needs to go to a Premier League club if he yeah. needs to go anywhere at all. Like I said, I, I watching that game, I started to see a place for him this year as in, okay, well, I can see us playing Reese Nelson instead of Willian in cups doing the Willian role if we're going to if we're going to buy so heavily into this system. But for me, if I was going to send him on a loan, he needs to go to a Premier League club because you can't send him from a youth system to Germany, bring him back into the Premier League and then downgrade him into the championship. That's just going to destroy his confidence. He needs to go to a Premier League team. For Joe Willock, I can see like a move to Germany similar to Nelson's move where he would go over there, be playing in a proper league, so he feels like he's still playing in a proper league but playing against teams and in a system where maybe there's a little bit more time and maybe he can can craft his skill because there's no need to look down to the Champions League to get him more physical. He's already a, a six-foot-one lump and very much physical enough for the Premiership. His issue is in technique and application of technique. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so player-wise, I'll, I'll, I'll say this real quick. Just to yeah, yeah. I, just one one more thing on on Reese Nelson and and to uh, Max's point, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but if the Zaha rumors are true and Reese Nelson will be going to Palace the other way on loan, I'm all, I, I take take Zaha coming here completely out of the equation. I'm perfectly content with Reese Nelson going to Crystal Palace. On loan. He's Absolutely. he's better than what they have, so right. therefore he will play. And I think he would go and give Andros Townsend a real run, a, yeah. a real run yeah. on the on the right hand side. And that's what you want from a loan move. You want to know mm-hmm. that those players are going to go and that they're going to get time. Uh, I even think you know when we got Callum Chambers back from the Fulham move. Yeah. You know, Callum Chambers is the forgotten man. That's the yeah. best Callum yeah. Chambers that we ever had was coming back from the Fulham move. Yep. We didn't get a great Callum Chambers coming back from the Sunderland. Move? Have I fucked that up? Did he go to Sunderland? Fulham. Wait, who, wait what? No, what was this move before he got relegated? What was his move before Fulham? Might have been. Yeah, yeah might have oh, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. been. Oh, Middlesbrough. 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 Yeah, middle, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, that's a, an application of where I thought that was an, an average move. Like, he didn't come back better from that. He just went and played in front of a rickety midfield and got exposed. He didn't come back with more confidence. But when he went to Fulham, he went there, developed different aspects of his game and came back to us a better player. And pre-injury, um, he was very good for us. In fact, at one point, he was probably the, the centre-back that you would be choosing for us over many others. So I don't remember why I fucking started talking about Callum Chambers. Loan moves. Um, <laughs> there you go. I, th- I, I think that Reese Nelson going over there, I can almost guarantee that he is going to have the technical ability to be able to push the people who are there. And look, Zaha coming on a, on a, on a move... For us, I like it. I I would have. I was a big advocate for pushing Zaha instead of Pepe. Having now watched this Arsenal team and watched Mikel Arteta and what he wants to do and what he wants to play, I would worry that 
it's got to be either Aubameyang, Pepe or Zaha in a team because you need the counterbalance on the other wing of someone who is going to do the hard work is going to pull into midfield. So I know you can all have these like massive erections and wet dreams of front threes of like Aubameyang, Pepe and Zaha. But that may work if you're going and trying to bum a a lower league team who is sitting in in a deep block against you. But without the correct midfielders and without the correct correct balances to the equation. You're just overloaded on one side of an equation then under-delivering on another right. side of the equation. Right. Do I think it's an improvement on Reese Nelson? Absolutely. I don't think anyone can deny that, that at this space in their careers right now, if you bring in Zaha and he plays 30 games, he will score you 10 goals. If Reese Nelson plays 30 games, I doubt he'll score you 10 goals. No, agree. Yeah. Someone that stuck out to me, I guess more how they played, surprised me in a good way, was uh, was Eddie. Eddie and Kedia, I thought, to me, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Stan or you, Tanner, kind of, not in a way, not really disagree with me, but I could have, I, I thought he played more of a Lacazette kind of role, where he kind of came back a little bit, played a little more of a false nine kind of role, kind of, you know, tried to get stuck in and, and fight for the ball, win the ball for us, instead of, you know, poaching like he normally does. Granted, that's how he scored for us, just being at the right place at the right time. Boy, does that guy have a knack for it. And I, I just I, – you can't you just, you just can't teach that. You, you really can't. Um, Tanner, what are, you, what are your thoughts about Eddie and his performance? Well, his work rate was top-notch. His, his, his work rate was, was, was absolutely off the charts. Um, I'd probably have to go back and watch again um, and really sort of focus on him when we're in possession to be able to, you know – Firmly agree or disagree with with what you said about the way he played, but um, yeah, he's an absolute poacher, absolute poacher, man. He's he's just like you said, and that's instinct. That's all instinct. You know, it's 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 reading the play when when the ball isn't on your foot, and sort of being able to see where the bounces are going to be. You know, and and like you said, being in the right place at the right time. So, um, you know, that's two and two now for him. Uh, one of which is a game winner. So his, his, he's got to be brimming with confidence right now. And, um, yeah, I, his work rate was just ex- exceptional. And I'm glad he got the goal at the end to, uh, you know, get get the reward for the hard work that he put in. So, Max, Lacazette or Eddie, who are you starting on Monday against the I'm not, I, I'm Honestly, I'm not fussed either way. Toby and yeah. I spoke about this on our review show, and I said, look, they yeah. both provide different things. They both provide things that the other doesn't. I thought that Lacazette, in fact, you and I were the only two out of our group who thought this, but I think you gave Lacazette your two points and I gave him my three points because I thought that he absolutely, at least for 50 minutes of that game, his fitness is something that has to be brought into question now. He he, yeah. he, he empties his fucking tank and then can't fucking get a touch away into like 10 minutes in the second half, which is a very strange thing for me because – a lot of people put that down to coming back from injury last season, but he's been back for a long time. He's had a whole preseason. He's still blowing out of his ass. Anyway, against West Ham, I thought he battered their centre-backs in the first half, and that's what I want to see from Lacazette. He's not a seven-foot giant. He's not Andy Carroll. He's not Duncan Ferguson. He's not Olivier Giroud. You can't look at him and expect them to be able to lob long balls up to him, and he's going to hold everything and not everything down. But his role is to physically occupy centre-backs and I thought against West Ham, not only did he physically occupy them, but he hurt them a bit. He made sure when he went in for a challenge, if he didn't win it, he skittled the center, the, the central defender. What does Eddie do better? I think Eddie's runs are a lot more intelligent. He drags defenders around a lot more intelligently than what 
Lacquer does, but I don't think Eddie's ever going to hurt and occupy a defender. So six or one and a half does the other. I really like them in tandem, 60-40. Like why, I don't understand why this, this can't be a thing. Why can't Lacazette start the game, be physical, empty his tank, occupy them, and then you bring on Eddie later where you've got tired defenders and he gives them a whole nother problem. Vice versa, you know, bring Eddie on and, and give Eddie the remit of running the defenders around and opening up space early and then bring Lacazette on to be physical when they're tired and he can win balls. And I mean, maybe Lacazette's going to get more goal-scoring opportunity and be better when the games open up late and he's not blowing out of his ass by the time the opportunities come to him. I, I think there's so much more going on here than... I mean, I said it to Tanner at the start of the podcast. You don't have to just pick yes or no boxes on players. You don't have to just say, I am a Xhaka fan or I am a Xhaka hater. I am a Lacazette <laughs> fan or I'm a Lacazette. You are allowed to pick a middle ground like I do with Xhaka all the time where I say anyone who thinks he is a god of football is a moron and anyone who thinks he's complete and total shit and provides nothing is equally a moron. He's a 7 out of 10 player. It's 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 like I just found my soulmate. I'm sorry, Ryan. Jesus Christ. All right. Get a room. Get leaving. <laughs> get a room. I mean, I, 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 the, the, every, everything, and I and I – I only for the sake of entertainment purposes, I hate that I'm going to agree once again with everything you just said, because let's let's face it, a little bit of controversy or you know, banter or disagreement is, is good for clicks and views. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you're fucking right. You yeah. you can look at Lacazette and Eddie and Kedia, and you can say they both have, they both bring their own element, they both bring their own unique way of playing the game, and you don't have to hate one or the other, you don't have to hate Eddie. To love Laka, you know, you 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 can you can love both of them equally. Football and is not monogamous. No, it's not. And and this is I I don't know if you saw it the other day on my little rant about Martinez in the burn. You know, it and it just like this is this is this is absolutely asinine to me that fans and and I know it's not just this fan base. It's just that this I'm. A supporter of Arsenal Football Club, so this is the fan base that I deal with. Um, it, it's like you, you, if you like one, then you automatically have to hate the other. You don't. I am very capable of loving and supporting Burn Leno as my goalkeeper, and still wishing Emmy Martinez nothing but, you know, the for the most part, the best of luck at Aston Villa. And back to Lacazette and Eddie. I, you're 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 spot on, Max. I, I love the sixty forty idea of let one of them do their thing against the defense for sixty minutes and and either beat them up physically at a hundred percent for sixty minutes. Go out there and just right, fucking right. empty it. Yeah, all if if it's if it's Eddie for sixty minutes, yeah, you bet. Somebody might need to come out and drag you literally off the pitch because you can't walk another step without collapsing. And if it and if it's locker for sixty minutes, you better be getting an ice bath after the game from all the bruising and swelling and and the muscle aches and everything that you come away with because you just you just went twelve rounds with with prime Tyson, you yeah. know. What's and that old I, boxing I, adage? Styles make fights. Styles yeah. make fights. Yeah. And not and just because if if Tanner and I fight and I beat Tanner because I'm rangier. And then Tanner and Ryan fight, and Ryan beats Tanner because he grabs him on the fucking dick and puts his thumb in his ass, right? Woo-hoo! Does that mean that that you know I am necessarily oh, the, the better fighter, or Ryan is the better fighter? It's not. It's just we have different well, styles. What, wouldn't that make Ryan the better lover? 
Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a, it depends. Well, I guess it depends <laughs> on what you're into. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's that's what that's what I mean. Why 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 can't you look at different games and different setups? Why does right. it always have to be Xhaka? I've been saying for weeks. I like playing Xhaka when Arsenal are playing passive. When Arsenal are playing passive and sitting on the break because everything's in front of him. Right. I. I I like Xhaka against Liverpool. I would pick Xhaka in the game against Liverpool because I think he'll do a great job there. I hated Xhaka against West Ham because we had waves and waves and waves of possession, which meant that we got pulled more and more out of our shapes by, may I say, a very well-organized Moyes team. I don't think oh, he they were very, they how were well he set them up. Yeah. Um, and then he gets transitioned and run against. And then people are like, oh, he had 150 fucking passes Fucking ninety-eight percent fucking, and I'm like, and he got fucking run past constantly as soon as we got transition. So is that me giving Jack a shit, or is that me talking about Jack's suitability to the particular game, to the particular opposition? We brought in a coach who is capable of playing multiple different ways and pulling multiple different levers, and I just think that buys into the Lacazette. Eddie Nketiah argument. And do you know what? I'll throw a third cog in there. Um, fucking Martinelli. You bring Martinelli into the team, you have a whole nother option there at centre forks. I don't think he's going to get a great run off the left. Not with Aubameyang there. Not with Saka, you know, putting himself into the spotlight like he did, especially after Martinelli got injured last year. Uh, Martinelli played a huge amount of football for us up front uh, as the centre forward. Uh, in the Europa League where he scored headers and Lacazette fucking, I know he scored a header last week, but he rarely fucking scores headers. I know he has has scored headers, but that's not his game. So all of a sudden you have a bigger, more dominant, more physical player and you're like, okay, so now I have a Lacazette style player who's going to do all the really unrewarding hard work when he's at his best. When he's not at his best, he's a whingy little French cunt, sits there getting any contact and sitting on the floor and crying. Oh, yeah. You've then got Eddie Nketiah who's going to go out and do just the, the the thankless, constant, relentless pulling away from the ball to drag defenders away, which opens up space for Aubameyang. And then you've got Martinelli who's going to come on and demand the ball, carry the ball, and take people on. Is it not possible that in a, in a season where we're going to play FA Cup, League Cup, Premier League, and Europa, that we can find 20 games a season for all of these guys and another 20 performances off the bench? Absolutely. And you kind of started to hit on a point I was going to make with Arteta. This is a guy who is showing that he is adaptable in terms of the of the formation that he plays. And then within within each formation, being able to, to play different styles with different positions based on the player that's in the game. You know, like you said, Lacazette is going to be the guy to hold up the ball. Eddie is going to be the guy to make the intelligent runs, but also as you said, pull the defender away to create space. And then you get Martinelli, who, again, demands the ball. He's going to take players on one-on-one. He wants to carry the ball into the box and then shoot. And you can and, – and Arteta's the guy who has all of these – he's a mad scientist right now. With all of these different pieces that he has, especially in attack, it's he's, – he's, he's, he's Dr. Frankenstein with what he's going to try to create, you know, this is, he's, I don't know if anybody's going to get this reference, but he's going to be, he's like the creator of fucking Voltron. Mm. You, you, <laughs> he's got all of these different things that all of a sudden he's going to say, wait, this can fit over here. And then this fits here. 
and then form the arms and the legs, and I'll form yeah. the head, and all of a sudden it's a fucking cyborg made of five, five powers combined. combined. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wait, it's five lions to make one fucking big big lion? What to sign me up? Ryan, I'll um, put this up, uh, Ryan, I'll put this question to you. Is there any difference between having a 35 goal a year striker or having three strikers produce you 40 goals across the year? I mean, well, I mean, like you, like I mean, I couldn't agree more with you when you said, uh, you know, styles make fights, and I think that's that's what we need to do. We need to adapt with, because I know uh, when Vanger used to be here, Vanger was all about like, let the teams beat us. We're gonna play like we're gonna play, and we're gonna do that. But I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there's games that we need to take into consideration where we need to kind of think how the other team thinks and kind of get in their head and be like, okay, maybe Martinelli works here, maybe Laka, maybe Eddie. Um, because st- I just keep going back to this, you know, styles like fights, you're not locking. It's not going to be suitable for every game, mm-hmm. you know? And I, there's games where just, he just, he falls to the ground, doesn't get the right call. And he just sits like, he just sits there and cries. And I can't, I can't be watching that for every game of the season or every, every big game of the season, uh, mm-hmm. have you, but I need a beer. All right. I'm going to beer. Uh, Tanner. What are your? I guess my more what I wanted to kind of talk about is like how how do you how do you want to see us moving forward in, the, in these competitions? Um, do you want us to to play weaker lineups? Do you want us to keep with the strength and just? I don't want to say run these guys ragged because we do have an excess of players now. We, you know we want to sell more. Um, but what, what do you think as far as you know any any cup competition going forward? I I. I, look, I like the idea of of the strong lineups. I, I really do. Um, I think injury played injuries played a little bit of a role in who he selected. Um, I think if Smith Rowe would have been healthy, I, I think he would have at least gotten a shirt. I'm not saying he would have started, um, but I think he would have gotten a shirt. Um, I I like the strong lineup. You know, this is um, it, it's a results based business. We're in four competitions with with trophies at the end. And I think it is good for this team, given the long-term aspirations of Mikel Arteta and what he's hoping to accomplish, you know, this year, next year, and then the following year after that. So in three years' time, um, I like the idea of these guys playing and not getting a, a day off just because, oh, we're playing Blackpool, you know, in, in, the, in the fifth round of the FA Cup or whatever it might be. Put a strong team out, you know. Uh, you, we also have six Europa League, or excuse me, yeah, six Europa League uh, group stage matches to play as well. Um, we're obviously we're gonna travel somewhere fucking goofy, you know. We're we're gonna end up playing a game in the Arctic Circle or or you know some goddamn thing. So it, you know, a, a game or two here and there to get some of the younger players in is is fine. Um, but the, the you know strong sides and and that just and look that means that we we have squad depth and these guys need to play so yeah we kind of need to thin the herd a little bit we do need to desperately try to move some of these guys on because they aren't going to play if they're still here they're not going to play um, so I want guys playing a little bit out of necessity you know um, but I I I like the idea of of the strong lineup okay. Yeah. Uh, Max, I'm going to pose this question to you. I do not want to talk about it. It's long because I just – it's a love-hate thing. But, well, I'm sure we'll get into this later. But uh, Ozil and Genduzi, nowhere near 
the lineup. Is, is the door finally closed on these two? I don't even want to fucking call them brats or what. I have, but, I have three words for Mesut Ozil. Fuck <laughs> Mesut Ozil. Okay. <laughs> I've got three more for you. Fuck his ass. I, I mean, I'll tell, tell you what. I, I was on the clock end talk uh, preview show um, Friday, Friday morning Australia time, and we had a very brief kind of conversation about this. And um, what I hope is is that that is a marker set to everyone, to the entire Arsenal squad, that they all know that no one is bigger than the club. And I felt that where Unai Emery, the, the, the moment where Unai Emery fell off the edge of a cliff is when he gave up and he brought Ozil back into that team. And after trying to convince the players that he was in control and that that sort of attitude wasn't to be accepted, when push came to shove, he went and got him. Now, caveat time. Does Mesut Ozil in any sort of form provide you with more creativity? Yes. Why is that such a difficult conversation to have with people? Has he because because shown, because you either have to love him or you have to hate him. Yeah. There's no in between. Ha, has he ever? But has he ever shown us that he's going to do that on any level consistently? Has he ever shown us that he's going to train hard enough, be resilient enough, work enough, even within games? You can watch any Mesut Ozil game and find 15 minutes where you're like, Jesus, he's good. You can find 45 minutes where he's he's nowhere to be seen. So I think it's a it's a like round sum of, I think football especially Premier League football, has moved beyond him. I think it might have moved beyond him before he even started when you look at the modern footballer and how hard you have to work and how disciplined you have to be in positioning and areas and zones on and off the ball. And I just hope this is Arteta drawing a line in the sand and saying, look, champion, if you think that you're going to play this year, you're not. We tried to shift you at the start of the year. You didn't want to go. Maybe you thought that you would be able to impose the same amount of pressure with your profile and with your following. That's not going to happen here, champion. I'm Mikel Arteta. I'm the Lego man. You're not going to fucking, you, you know, you're, you're not going to get me to shift. And I hope that what he's done here is he has signaled to the entire team, and this includes Genduzi, he's signaled to everyone, you're either with me or you're against me. And if you're against me, I do not care about your profile, your ability, or your ceiling. This is a collective. This is a team moving forward, you know, Together, individually, we are weak. Together, as a faggot of sticks, we are strong. A faggot of sticks. As a single stick, we are weak. Bundle. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Meza Ozil, Meza Ozil on his best day is a, is a very versatile, thick stick. But he never comes into the bundle. He, he never makes a stronger. It's like a, a tiny stick. It's like a little. As a, as a group. You know, I said this, Toby, last year. Um I said, if we went into Arsenal today and we did a skills test and we said, who's got the best touch in the team? Mesut Ozil would, would win it. If we said crossbar challenge, Mesut Ozil would win it. If we said stop the ball on this 10 pence piece, Mesut Ozil will win it. If we did a heart challenge and an effort challenge and went hill running and did endurance, Mesut Ozil's at the back of the pack. So th th there's, a, there's a middle ground that doesn't exist with him and the arguments can be made for and against, but ultimately... This is now like, it's like ex-girlfriend territory where we keep going back and we keep rooting her and we keep thinking, oh, maybe we can make it work. It's never going to work. She's a cheating whore. Uh, cheating slut whore, bitch. <laughs> Tanner, 
You shut your whole mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> Tanner Ganduzi. I know this is actually, actually, this might actually be a doozy. Um, he's back in training with the team. You know, he, you see him in pictures, la-di-da's, splat all over Arsenal Twitter page. But he didn't make the team. Did you think Arteta, you know, gave up? You think he just gave up selling him? He's just going to say it? He's going to rot? Or is there a team you think will be informed? Or you just think, whatever, Arteta just gave up and doesn't want to do anything it's 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 a very fine line that he has to walk here because not playing him doesn't showcase him and it just further reinforces the idea that he is a, that he's a bad seed you know that he has an attitude problem and but playing him could jeopardize the team could jeopardize team chemistry so what what's the happy medium you know the happy medium at this point right now is probably Hope and pray that he toes the straight and narrow, uh, shows up, trains, works hard. You get the pictures on the Instagram, on the Twitter. If he's you know going to go out and say anything, you know about the club that he, he does so in a positive light, and hopefully that starts to maybe turn that 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 idea that that impression that that he's that that is now out there of him that he's this bad seed. So hopefully he can do some of the work on his own to correct the um, I shouldn't say correct, but but change the change the perception that the world of football has about him right now. As for Arteta and his mindset, I think his mindset is Matteo Guendouzi doesn't really matter to me because I have I have enough players who are buying into what I'm doing and don't have to apologize to me for anything. They're the ones who are going to get the shirt. Those are the those are my ride or dies. Those are the guys that I want week in, week out, match in, match out. And Matteo Guendouzi just isn't going to fit that. Matteo Guendouzi is going to get back into the lineup when it's a matter of necessity. If Granite Jaka comes up lame with an injury, Matteo Guendouzi will probably get a shirt for the next game. Barring that, and if we land Thomas Partey and or Hussam Alwar. I have Gwen Doozy's done. And, he just and further and further down the yep, pecking he's order. just going to keep going further and further down the pecking order. If I had to venture a guess right now on how things end for Gwen Doozy with Arsenal, I think he rots in the reserves until somebody comes along and buys him for 12 million pounds. Wow. Yeah, look, I I I would look, I would say two things on that. Number one, he's on a long enough contract on a small enough wage bill and is young enough that we don't need to hit the fucking eject button on this immediately. Time is on our side. He's signed. He's not an Urzl on 350 grand taking up heaps and heaps of the cap. I think he's on like 60. I think he got bumped up from about 30 grand to 60 grand yeah, yeah. last year or something like that. So I'm not saying it's tiny wages. Like it's still wages that you're paying for someone. But sure. there's two possible outcomes here. Number one, he gets enough of a chinning from Arteta that he realizes that what happened under Emery never should have happened. An 18-year-old, 19-year-old never should have been first name on the team sheet tasked with not only carrying Arsenal spiritually and mentally, but also carrying us physically in the midfield, yeah. you know, going and smashing people in North London derbies and, like, getting in Terry said That shouldn't have happened. It was too much, too soon for a young man who already had a bit of a history of being a bit of a hothead and a bit of a shit ass. You know, so... Then he comes in and Arteta treats him of his station, which is that you are essentially a youth 
product under any other coach, you probably would have been brought in and wouldn't have even seen first-team football in that first year. It's, in fact, an indictment on what else was around him at the time that he played that he played so much. It's an indictment on Emery that he felt the need to play him that much. So, anyway, he's on a long contract. He will either learn very fast, and I think this may have even happened this year, Tanner. I, I think that the teams who came and looked for him, all of a sudden he's come out of France, gone to Arsenal, and what he's looking at is, well, the way I get out of here is to go to Lille or to go go to Lyon or any of these places. That's not going to line up for him. That's a step back for him. So now he might sit there and he might look at it and say, I'm at Arsenal. I'm part of an Arsenal squad. Maybe I need to shut the fuck up, get my head down, develop, and be a part of this Europa League team and be a part of this development team and spend the next year or two years asserting myself so maybe Arsenal look at it and they say, well, do we have to buy Ceballos? Do we have to, do, you know, is he going to be yeah. someone who we who we keep around? You know, he may very well grow from this, have his ass spanked like the child he is, go and, and sit in the corner and be like, I hate you. You ruined my life. <laughs> you are I learned from watching you. <laughs> or he's going to come back, you know, with his, his curly locks, you know, and his dick between his legs and say, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I just want to train. Can I train? Can I, yeah. can I show you what I've got? This is win-win for us. We're not so heavily invested in him that we lose a lot if it goes tits up. If we end up being able to use him as a leverage point to get someone else, that's a win. And if he stays and if he learns, then that's a win. The, the worst thing that can happen here is that he rots and he, you know, walks off into the night, you know, in a, in a season or two. And it was... It was a, 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 a memory of a kid who we thought at one stage was Fabregas development level. Yeah, you know who he you know who he reminds me of just in attitude and kind of like where I see. Was that what you were going to say? This is weird, Ryan. This is very weird. I fucking this said this very, like see you very guys ago, Tanner. Balotelli. Why He's Mario Balotelli. Yep. Very fucking to be fair, I've called him that on, on other podcasts. So you guys just probably like listening to my voice. And I no one cares what you think, champion. Eh, fucks up. <laughs> well, I, what, what I do think is what I do think is very interesting for this argument, though. That I, I mean, obviously, I didn't think of it because it wasn't happening. He captained the under twenty ones of France just recently. Mm. So there, there's t- like there's a team, you know, national team, but doesn't matter. A team, nonetheless, sees him fit to be a captain and to lead their team. And so just, just because you're a rat bag when you're young doesn't mean you don't show leadership qualities. When I started off in my industry, I was a fucking drug snorting, whoremongering, like just fucking loose unit. Sounds about and right. People who worked with me saw enough in me to put me into senior management positions in bars early because of the potential. So I had the potential. And then everything caught up and all the shithousery stopped and I got better and better. I'm, I'm just saying you can have fucking little shits who also show huge amounts of leadership responsibility. Look at the North London derby. Look at what he did to John Terry against Villa. Those aren't the actions of someone who is completely rotten to the core. Like I said, I just think he got given too much too early, silver spooned. Emery his, made him his, feel like he was unstoppable. His head was big enough. His head was big when he got here, and then Emery, yep. yeah, and then him becoming Emery's teacher's pet. <laughs> yep, yep. That's that made it even fucking worse. And all of a sudden, 
it it went from the inmates running the asylum to the inmate leading the inmates running the asylum under Unai yep. Emery. And then Mikel Arteta come. Well, I I would say I would bet you it probably started with Freddie. Freddie probably came in and was like, Okay, I'm gonna play you, but you're gonna settle the fuck down. And then when yep. Arteta came in and he still hadn't settled the fuck down. He look was at like, the players, look at the players um, Freddie played with. He would have walked in and gone, You're not Patrick Vieira, you're not yeah. Petit, you're not Carla, yeah. you know, you're not Perez, you're not Gilberto, you're a fucking yeah. 19-year-old It would have been, it would have been, wait, wait, wait who, down. who the fuck are you? Yeah. Wait, wait, you didn't say you didn't say Patrick Vieira? No? What yeah. did what did you I'm sorry, you, you didn't say Tony Adams? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go what, go what take a fucking walk. <laughs> Right. Say it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, the yeah. last, the last thing I want to hit real quick before we get out of here is, um, you know, a couple of days ago, Europa came out and said, "Hey, I don't give a fuck if the Premier League's doing three subs. We're doing five subs." Oh, so, I like it. I love obvious, it. Obviously, I, I love it. I obviously, like this it benefits cups. us. Obviously, this benefits us because we're just going to be deeper. We go down your throats longer, harder, faster. I don't know how that works. I'll tell you why I like yeah, it. Know, yeah, neither does Megan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Point. <laughs> I'll tell you why I like it, right? Um, I think that especially in Cups and in Europa, and I, I would even be happy if it was five subs in Carabao Cup and FA Cup. Number one, it takes the load off teams in what we've already seen is a, is a really difficult um, – it's very difficult to actually manage the physical load of your teams in modern football. I think it's something Arsene Wenger did really badly because he always wanted to have a cohort of like 13 or 14 players, very mm-hmm. small squads. I think that's yeah. why we always ran aground late, why we're often in good positions coming into the last, you know, into November and then we would eat shit throughout December and stuff like that as it all built up on us, the squads weren't big enough. So I like it for that from a, a, a player welfare perspective i don't like it in the premiership i don't like it in the in the standard competition i think it changes the scope of the competitions too much but in cups i don't see why we can't treat cups differently Uh, so i like it from that player welfare perspective the flip side of that where i like it as well is i think that squads and youth get underutilized now in big teams in top teams so your youth essentially has to go out on loan and has to play someone else to get game time because there's not enough game time because the stakes are too high but when you have five subs in a cup competition, especially when you're playing like fucking, you know, Borussia, no one fucking cares in butt fuck nowhere, Stan, you know, being able to take a bigger squad over there and know that you're going to be able to get 16 people game time in that game, it allows you to develop. It allows you to keep more homegrown, homemade talent at the club because they are getting game time and they are developing with you. Um you know, is is there a shift like tactically? Yes, it, it changes tactically. It means you can go out and empty the tank more against teams. But does that tactic uh, necessitate uh, more pot, like more in one team than another? No, it, it's an equal playing ground. We we both get to do this. So I really like the idea of going and being able to play a youth team and say, okay, let's put the kids out, and then saying, uh, this isn't working. I'll put on U two, U two, and U one. And then you turn around and you win it. It's it's good for team development. It's good for youth development. It's good for ensuring that clubs can have larger squads of more homegrown talent. It will put, I think, more English players into the spotlight as well because your youth talent is predominantly going to be going to be British at, at most levels of clubs. You've got more youth talent at the British level. 
I don't see why people cracked it about it. If they said they were going to do it permanently in the Premier League, I'd have an issue. I don't like how football looks at the moment anyway. I don't like how VAR has changed the way the way yeah, football looks. I don't yeah. like that crowds aren't there anymore. Football's changing constantly. But we can try and modernise the game and change things within cup competitions. Yeah. All all great points, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little more specific to Arsenal. Um, I think one other thing that it it will do is allow what I think we're seeing as a master tactician really do his thing. Uh, you know, in the face of adversity, if we if we actually encounter some, especially in the group stage um, of Europa, so. oh tony 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 has done it again um but i i yeah for all of the reasons that that max just said it's a good thing but i also think for for arsenal and Mikel arteta specifically uh this is a good thing because it's it's going to give him a chance to play around with some different ideas um you know make some changes here and there if he doesn't like what he sees uh at a certain point in the match and I, I kind of like the idea of a five because if you don't like the way something's going 25, 30 minutes into the game, and I know this is a – make early subs. You can make an early sub, yep. and I know that that is really frowned upon because you don't want to take the player off at, at 30 minutes because it could ruin his confidence. An Unai Emery halftime sub. Well, but but I, I – you know, I think Mikel Arteta is also a – he is he is proving to be a master tactician. And I think he is a very good man manager. So if he were to make a sub at 30 minutes in the first half, I think he would have a talk with that player that he's pulling off and saying, you know what, look, what we were, what we, yeah, it's tactical. What we're, what we were mm-hmm. trying to do just isn't working. I, it's not you were playing poorly. I wanted to make a tactical change and that's all it's down to. Do you remember um, Frank did it against us? When Urzel went out and fucking bummed Chelsea, it was the best Urzel performance we'd seen in ages because they had a gaping hole in midfield. And I think he Mm -hmm. brought on Jorginho and immediately just completely changed the scope of the game. And all of a sudden, Urzel disappeared into the ether and had nothing to do anymore. I quite quite like that. Like I said, I don't like the, the fact that football doesn't look like football at the moment. VAR is changing the fact that football doesn't look like football. Last year, with all of the fucking breaks and the water breaks and the additional coaching and the five subs, I was like, I don't want to look at football in five years and not remember what it was. I, I think one of the very romantic things about football is that you can watch football from the 90s, from the early 2000s, and the rules have never changed. The, the, the rules exist. Yeah. Offside is offside. You know, these fucking dumb cunts talking about fucking changing the offside rule to suit VAR. Suck right. my fucking cock. Why the fuck would you change football to suit? Do it. To, to fucking suit, you know, something as, as ridiculous as as, as that. We, I, I, we'll do another poll because Manny, I think his next hot topic is going to be on VAR. We're going to have a really, really, really deep dive into VAR. So I don't want to fucking drill into it too much. But that's my that's my kind of thing. I want football to always look like football. I don't want yeah. football to all of a sudden look like. Do you remember like when MLS bought in penalties from the halfway? Yo, line? that was cool. Oh, like I really, I really like, fucking I like. I really like that, but I would never do it. It's like that's a great idea, but I would, right I would do it. It's like fantasizing about like your missus getting fucked by someone else. It's a, like it's great in the moment, but if it ever happened, you'd be like, I'm not down with this. 
<laughs> Wait, why would it be great in the moment? I would never want my missus to get fucked by anyone. I because you're a filth because you're a filthy cunt and you've most likely like smoked meth when you're thinking about these things and you're coming down. <laughs> and you're like, this would be amazing. <laughs> only 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 you, Max. Only Max you. your teeth Max, your teeth look way too good yeah. for you to have. I was any saying to someone the other day, the, the problem with meth is that the first time it's amazing, the second time it's amazing, and then every other time it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, that's it. I'm cutting you off. Guys, right. we are we're done here. Uh it's been a pleasure for everyone here that was here live. Uh everyone on the replay. Awesome. Uh um, oh, before you go, we should at least um who have we got? Oh yes. Who, who, I, who have we I, got coming actually, up in the, as it is a as it is meant to loosely be a cup show. So I actually wrote <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes like preview next game verse and I didn't write I wrote no team because I didn't know. Obviously, it would be Lincoln or Liverpool, but obviously Liverpool smashed them. I think it was five two. Seven. Um, yeah. Okay. Fuck me, right? Uh so yeah. So we have so it was later. Later. We have okay. We have Liverpool Monday, and we have Liverpool Thursday. Both both at Anfield. So do we see like so? Do, I, I I don't even know because I I I I do feel Klopp just doesn't give a fuck about Carabao. Yeah. No, he yeah, doesn't. Very, he very he, low on his. he yeah. doesn't. But you know what? I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to let his team get run out of the park either. I don't think on Thursday he. I, I think when you look at what Arteta did against Leicester, I think he's going to have that in the back of his mind. And I don't think he's going to let his. I don't think he's going to throw his his. You know, U twenty threes out there to the slaughter against you know basically Arsenal's B team. I don't know. See, I I, I do feel I, I feel if we put up a good showing on Monday, if we win, maybe even tie, I can see that. I don't but think if, we'll win. I think I if think Liverpool, be, I, I think it'd be a low scoring loss in the league. And I think that we've got a chance of taking them in the cup because you're essentially going to see Liverpool's first team and Liverpool's B team. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. I think I do I think it'll be a good game because I think if we play kind of what we played uh, against Leicester, maybe I, I don't know. I, Are you I don't fucking know. mad? We're not going to play the way we played against Leicester. We're no, going to play no, no, the no, way no. we're going to play incredibly uh, passive. The way we played them the last couple of times, the same way we played City. We're not all of a sudden a wildly no, better team. We're now. still the same cunts who finished no. eighth. Fuck we're going to play in a deep block. We're going to try and break them. We're going to play Xhaka and El Nenny in the middle. We'll control the middle of the park. We'll put fast assets up front. I doubt Lacazette will start. I think it's a game for Eddie because it's going to be more about running and more about counterattacking football. Very, very passive. William will start. Aubameyang will start. Tierney will be fucking injured. Hopefully, I think Tierney's going to play. I think Tierney's going to play. Oh, oh, Monday Car- Car- or Thursday? I'm so confused. Yeah, I don't know. You're talking about Abami ain't playing Lacazette. I think you're. Yeah, I'm talking. You're talking Monday, talking right? Monday. Max? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Tierney plays. Sorry, Monday. I smoke too much meth again. <laughs> no, I, I, I when that happens. You're giving. Well, all right. Now I'm talking about Thursday because this is the. I think we'll. St- I think we'll still play a very very strong team on Thursday. Yeah, so I, think yeah. We'll, I think in both games we will still play. And I and I do think and I do uh, think on Thursday, depending on how Klopp lines up, I think I think our style could change. Yeah, I don't think depending on how Klopp lines up, I th- I think we could break away from that 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 very passive defensive structure and and try to run and try to run them. I if think- if he plays a young 
sort of you I know think junior varsity. This week, I think this week ESR comes back from his uh, I think it was his shoulder injury. I would love to see him play against Liverpool on Thursday. Yeah, on I Thursday. want. I, I'm really. He's I'm gonna, he and William Saliba are two guys I really want to see get get out there. I yeah. want to see what they're about. Yeah, I do. I, now, I now that I'm with the program and I've realized that we're doing a cup show, which means naturally we'd be, we would be talking about the cup game, not the Premier League game. Um, I would say the complete opposite of what I was yelling at you before and say that we'd probably be a fucking high scoring game. Like I, five, gonna, four, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just, five, you know, four, I'm just like, four, I know three it's a or something like that yeah. in the cup game. And uh, you'll probably see lots and lots of youth assets. You'll probably see Pepe start. It will probably look exactly like the Leicester game, which is exactly <laughs> what you said before I yelled at you and lost track of what <laughs> show we were doing. Um, Max, I think, I think, I think Tony might be onto something here though. <laughs> Meth, Meth Mondays with Max. I do like that. I, I'm a big fan of that. Brings yeah, I mean, next, that brings me to my next point, kids. Don't smoke crack. Yes. Meth is fine. Meth is fine. Don't stay away from the crack. Oh, my God. I knew this was going to go to shit today. But... <laughs> yeah, but and, and, and I, it should probably be noted, too, uh, going in Super Bowl on Thursday, we, we did lose them in the Carabao Cup last year. What was it? Five, it was 6-5, and we lost a penalty. Yeah, we lost 5-5, five, 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 we lost on penalty. Joe five, Willick five. scored a fucking scream at yeah. Yep. yeah i think we'll put up a i think we'll put up a, maybe a little bit better of a lineup but we'll see but all right this is i think the time where uh what is it in, in that barney show where i love you you love me like pick up your fucking toys and get the fuck out of here so yeah we're done i i kind of and that's a little that's a little clue into maybe uh the show's logo so uh i don't want to give too much away but i know max is working really hard on the logo so uh Give you a little, a little taste, a little sneak peek. Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to, so I've got it. It's just, I'm trying to work out whether to make all of you purple. So I've managed to get your head onto Barney. Um, and then I'm, I'm, so that works. But like, it's just the body shape things, they line up. I didn't even have to do a lot with it. I got, <laughs> a, fat, I got a big fucking head. I just plonked his big, fucking head like badly on head. top of Barney. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, it'll be out. It will be out soon. Um, if anyone listening, listen to this later. The first Ask Brothers Monthly will be out on Wednesday. So we'll be doing that. So that's all of us in the room. That's me. That's Mike. That's Toby. That's Ryan. That's Manny breaking down our player of the month, our shit cunts of the month. For people who haven't watched Ask Bros Monthly, they tend to degenerate into complete fucking drunkenness. Uh, and it's first one of the year. And that's mainly due to the fact it's the only podcast that we record at nighttime in Australia. So Toby and I tend to get stuck into the beers, um, but should be great. Uh, review show coming at you on probably Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday with me and Toby. Um, so fucking get it into you. Lots of ass bros yes. coming at you. Yes. And I do, before we go, I have to plug a certain something. Uh, tech, well, technically not right now, but in an hour, it's Tanner's birthday. Tanner, happy motherfucking birthday, bro. Uh, I hope you don't That's do meth. Right. I definitely don't do meth. I do not do that. Look, uh, I'm first time for everything, let's go. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Yes, that, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not encourage you to do it. I'm just saying sometimes in life, what do I What do I always say to my wife when she asks me why I'm so fucking stupid? I'm like, you got to do shit to know shit. Right? That's, Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Boom. All right, Tanner, plug your shit right now. 
already did. It's been plugged for a while. Oh, you want you mean the shows and oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Ted, Ted is constipated. <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, uh, yeah. So Ryan and I have a little thing uh, called the same old Arsenal USA show that just we do small, on the same old. Just a small just, amount of it's just a, yeah, it's just a yeah. Um, I'm a little more the... professional, I promise. A little more. This is my only. This is my only. I say this in the same old Arsenal. This is my only fans account. This is where I go. Be yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. see a nip slip. This is his only fans account. Um, okay, here, you know. And for five ninety nine a month, he'll take his shirt off for you. Just saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we've got same old Arsenal USA. That's every Tuesday night, nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, six thirty Pacific. Um, we will also be uh, launching very soon, hopefully, uh, a rebranding of the Bearded Gooner channel, which is my channel. Um, that's going to be flipping over to Bearded Gooner Media, and we've gonna, we're going to have a lot more content for you over there. Um, we'll still have this. We'll still have this concept there, but we we're working on a lot of other things right now to uh, really kind of fill your day with Arsenal talk and um, yeah interesting fan uh, interaction things like that so stay the fuck tuned i think that's it that's all i got for right now all right love it boys uh yeah so we will see everybody later at some time i i honestly when the <laughs> podcast ends i want to like play the barney song like as because i know i like normal normal artists bros who play like the heavy metal and the drumming and the it's it's awesome but i want to play like barney shit all right hang on i got real quick What's the difference between what's the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? What? One will see you later, one will see you after a while. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. <sighs> All right, later, fucks. Good times. <laughs>